Today's message is going to answer a question that I think many people ask at some point in their life. And that question is, do you have to be righteous to go to heaven? And we're going to let the Bible answer that question for us today. Do you have to be righteous? Must you be righteous to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Let's look at what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 20. The Bible says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, this verse is telling us that we have to have a righteousness that is greater than the righteousness of the Pharisees. Well, who were the Pharisees? The Pharisees were a strict sect of the Jews. In other words, they were a, a type of Jew, a group amongst the Jews. It's sort of like in Christianity, you have Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and different groups. And the Jews, there were different groups of Jews. And the Pharisees were a very strict sect of the Jews that uh, were known for their dedication to the law and the Jewish traditions. And so they were known to be very, very strict in their manner of living. And God said, if you want to enter to the kingdom of heaven, you've got to be more righteous than the Pharisees are. And we famously know of Paul. Paul was a Pharisee. The man that would become Paul, Saul, was a Pharisee. And the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 14, it says, Then came to him the disciples of John. I was talking about John the Baptist. So the disciples, the people that were following John the Baptist, have come to Christ. And they asked a question, Why do we not, why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? So they said, Look, Jesus, we fast often, the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples don't. And Jesus would go on to instruct them that, well, that's because I'm with my disciples. The day will come when I'm not with them, and they will then have reason to fast. But the disciples of John the Baptist are making a point that they and the Pharisees were doing something, but Jesus is we're not. In other words, we're following after this, this sort of righteous path. We're doing these things. The Bible says in Mark chapter 7, And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say with unwashing hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they washed their hands often eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. Now, it's not a sin to wash or not wash your hands. The point is, it's describing the lifestyle of these Pharisees. They were so, so particular to try to obey all these traditions of their elders, even in how they washed their hands to eat. 
in Luke chapter 18 and verse number 10. It said, two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a publican. Now, a publican was someone who was a tax collector, somebody that was considered to be uh, a very dishonest person amongst, amongst the population. They were corrupt. They were like corrupt politicians. They were taking the money for themselves. They were cheating the people out of more than what they should have to pay. And so this Pharisee and publican came to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. So the Pharisee stood up and he said, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Now the story would tell us that the publican, he, knelt, he fell on his face and he asked God to have mercy on him, a sinner. And the Pharisee was saying, I'm not like this man. I'm not a sinner like this man. I do this. I fast and I pay tithes and I, I'm not an adulterer and I'm not an extortioner and I'm not unjust like this man is. So the Pharisee was impressed with his obedience. The Pharisee held to a strict standard of living. They strove to obey the law as they knew it. But Jesus said that our righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the Pharisee. Now how do we do that? How is that possible? Wow, I mean these people... They tried to obey the law. They tried to keep the traditions. They were not fornicators. They were not unjust. They came to the temple to pray. They fasted. How is our righteousness supposed to exceed their righteousness? Well, there's lots of ways I could answer this question, but let me just say in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none righteous. You see... The Pharisee had a false sense of righteousness. In his eyes, he was righteous. In his eyes, he was obedient. But in his heart, he was prideful and a sinner. And God says, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Paul was a Jew. He was a Pharisee before he got saved. He was of the nation of Israel. And he says here that his heart's desire, the thing he wanted more than anything, the thing that he prayed to God for is that Israel would be saved. Speaking of his fellow Pharisees, 
who tried to obey the law, who tried to follow the tradition, and they failed at it. They were not righteous, and he wanted them to be saved. He said, verse 2, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They have a fervent zeal, a passion for God, but not according to the truth. They don't know truth. For they being ignorant, ignorant means to not know, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So there you see it. There's different types of righteousness. The word to be righteous means to be innocent. And God says they went to establish their own righteousness, their own innocence. But they did not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. And verse number four, for Christ is the end of the law. Now, if you're following me, watch, look carefully on the screen there at the verse. For Christ is the what? Say it. End of the law for righteousness. The law is not the way to this kind of righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. The Pharisees considered themselves to be righteous because they were trying to obey the law. But Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. We do not receive this righteousness which is called God's righteousness. This righteousness that exceeds, that goes beyond the righteousness of the Pharisees. We do not receive that righteousness through the law. I'll read it again. We'll put it on the screen there for you again. Romans 10, 4. For Christ is the, what? End of the law for righteousness. It doesn't say that Christ is the end of the law. The Bible didn't say the law ended. The Bible says that the law ends concerning it bringing you righteousness. The law cannot bring you righteousness. Why? Because we disobey it every day. We disobey God's commands. Therefore, it cannot reveal our righteousness. We must get God's righteousness if we're to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and enter into the kingdom of heaven. There is a righteousness called God's righteousness that you must submit to in order to enter heaven. Not your own righteousness. The Israelites wanted to establish their own righteousness. So you see, the Pharisee came to the temple and he said, God, look at me. I'm not like this publican. I'm not this and I'm not that. And I do this and I do that. I fast and I tithe. And he promoted his righteousness. He was trying to establish that he's innocent. And God says, no. You got to have a greater righteousness than that. If you want to go to heaven, you got to have God's 
righteousness. And God's righteousness is through Christ. Romans 10, 4. Romans chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. If you are taking a proper view at God's laws, then you will see yourself as having broken them. You will realize that you have not lived up to them and that you're guilty. And that's what this is saying. That the law tells us that every mouth should be stopped and that we should become guilty. So the Pharisee stood at the temple and his mouth professed his own righteousness. His mouth said, I'm obedient. I'm not like this other man. The other man, the publican, fell on his face and said, God, I'm a sinner, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that they left, the sinner went away justified, and the Pharisee condemned. Why? Because he's trying to establish his righteousness. The Bible says in Romans 3.21, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. I want you to notice that phrase, for there is no difference. The righteousness of God is the righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. And it is that righteousness that we must have in order to enter heaven. And the Bible tells us here in Romans 3.22 that that righteousness of God is by faith of Jesus Christ and it is unto and upon all that believe. So you receive this righteousness it is counted to you. It is placed on your account because you believe on Christ. Why? Because Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. and He becomes the path to heaven. He becomes the way of righteousness. Faith in Him. That is the righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, and that is how we can know that we can go to heaven because we have God's righteousness. So the question, do you have to be righteous to go to heaven? Absolutely. Absolutely. You must have God's righteousness on your account. When God looks at you, He must see the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses you from all sin, because you have placed faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says here in verse 22 of Romans 3, for there is no difference. What does that mean? That means every person is a sinner. The next verse tells us, for all have sinned. See, there's no difference in us in the sense that we are all guilty. Yeah, we may different, be different in the way we look, 
We may be different in how much money we possess. We may be different in where we live. We may be different in the sins we have committed. But there is no difference in the sense that we all stand before God guilty and we must stop our mouth from boasting of our righteousness and we must realize that before God's law we are guilty and that to enter heaven we must have God's righteousness on our account. And that righteousness comes through faith in Christ. Listen to me, if you're watching this program, you, the Bible says you are a sinner. You have sinned. There is a punishment for sin. That punishment is death. For the wages of sin is death. And if we got what we deserve, deserved for our sin, we would go straight to hell. That's what we deserve. And the only way to escape that punishment is to be righteous in the sight of God, to be justified in the sight of God. And that justification comes to us because we place faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him, talking about Christ, God the Father hath made Christ to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the what? Righteousness of God in him. Preacher, do you have to be righteous to go to heaven? Absolutely. You must be righteous to go to heaven. What kind of righteousness? Trying to obey the law? Following the commandments? No, that's what the Pharisees were trying to do. And God says the righteousness to get you to heaven has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. See, the righteousness of the Pharisees was that in their own opinion, they were righteous. But in God's opinion, He said, no, stop your boasting, hush your mouth, you're guilty. And the only way to have God's righteousness is to put faith in Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, but I believe in Christ. I believed in Christ for a long time. No, many of you knew about Christ, but your faith is in your own deeds, what you do for Christ, the fact that you go to church. Look, faith in Christ is not believing in what you do for Him. It's believing in what He did for you. And what He did for you is die and rise, and He's willing to give you eternal life if you'll stop talking about how good you are and humble yourself and see yourself a sinner and see his goodness in that he died and rose and say, that's what I believe. My faith has found a resting place. And that resting place is in Jesus Christ, the Savior. Jesus does not save the righteous. He saves sinners and he makes them righteous. He imputes to them. He places righteousness on their account so that in the eyes of God, they are without sin because their sin is upon Christ who died for them. I thank God today that if I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to heaven because I've obeyed the law. 
I'm not going to heaven because I'm a pastor. I'm going to heaven because God's righteousness has been given to me through faith in Jesus Christ. I beg of you, if you're listening to this program, stop trusting in your good works. Stop trusting in your church attendance. Stop trusting in your own righteousness because your righteousness is the fact that you consider yourself to be righteous. No. You better consider yourself a sinner. Trust Christ. And God will make you righteous in His sight. He will justify you in His sight because of Jesus Christ. All that people would put faith in Christ and not in their own works. Not by works of righteousness, the Bible says. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Don't boast. Humble yourself and believe on Christ. And you will have the righteousness that is required to enter the kingdom of heaven. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. If we can help you in any way, please contact us. We'd like to talk to you. God bless you.